Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to episode 13. Ooh. Oh, I didn't oh. even realize it was going to be <laughs> episode 13. I have my hood on today and Val compared me to evil Kermit, but I'm honestly just wearing this to fit the theme that it's our 13th episode. And what an unlucky episode for all womankind. Right out the gate. We are going for... (laughs) Right out the gate. This run of episodes have been rough. Definitely very rough. They really have been. It's been hard to digest, hard to view, hard to analyze with a, I guess lens that would be equal to all because equality is just not something that we have seen at all this entire season eight of love island uk not at all unfortunately there is you know a double standard that's increasingly gotten worse as each episode has aired in my opinion which has been extremely hard to be witness to as a spectator of the show that has such a wide and global reach. And, you know, I I read a story about how some sort of women's organization in the UK had released a statement after Adam Collard had been dumped from the island, kind of just acknowledging the public's witnessing of how he had kind of been abusive slash toxic during his time on the show. Um, you guys, excuse us. There's like World War Three happening outside of Val's place. Yeah, There's I'm like literally planes. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know why Dunkirk is up. happening over here, uh, but I guess it fits the vibe of yeah, uh, the like, mess that the UK is right now. Well, I guess the villa isn't in the UK. I just, but, just the standard Islanders being from UK and uh, yeah. ex- executing the way that they've been executed, but. Anywho, so the fact that that um, women's nonprofit organization had released said statement about Adam, I'm really curious to see if any statement will get released with regard to the men of this season so far. So a statement has been released that they are in talks with Love Island Production uh, to discuss the uh, manipulation, the double standards, and the controlling behavior, um, and they're. I think their goal is to discuss like red flags and abusive relationships because Love Island has been very focused on diversity and mental health, but they haven't really focused on any sort of like relationship dynamics and like what might be toxic and what might not, Um, which is hilarious to me because the whole show is centered around the dynamics that people share when they are romantically involved. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, it's just, it's as a fan of the, of the show, it is hard 
to watch when these things happen in the villa because it's like obviously we all wanted drama we all wanted mess but there's definitely a way to go about having drama that doesn't belittle and degrade women like yeah it's just hard to put into words because it's hard to watch but people can have arguments that don't result in tag teaming bullying ostracizing and disrespecting a woman nonstop. Mm-hmm. um i know that love island just has a hard time finding balance because as respectful as the men from season six were that was a generally very boring season but we had a very dramatic season when it came to season five with a great blend of girls who were willing to stick up for themselves and each other, men who were dogs and did disrespect women, but then also men who were willing to stand by the girls in the house and be like, that was wrong. Obviously, Tommy Fury was really respectful the whole way through. Greg was really respectful. Ovi was really respectful. Chris Tyler was kind of in the background, but if we're talking about men who are just like generally nice and like didn't have a vendetta against womankind, he definitely counted in that group as well. Um, So I guess time will tell. I'm hoping season nine, they definitely send in more mature men um, emotionally because age wise, it clearly, it just has nothing to do with age. Right. I mean, age is just a number at the end of the day, and we've seen that more than ever here at uh, Love Island Season 8. I mean, mm. there's a, there was a lot of men from past seasons who were extremely respectful of women with regard to, I don't know, just like a myriad of things that could have happened or did happen. And you're absolutely right. There There is no room. And it's sad that we've said this, probably this is our third time saying, but we do not condone bullying here at Villa Birds. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the fact that we've had to say it in the first place anyway, when discussing the events that have unfolded in the villa so far is very telling of, you know, how, I don't know, just how sinister things have gotten so far. And, and sinister, I just feel like is the best word because there's a lot of, I feel backbiting. There's a lot of, you know, front confrontation. There's a lot of bullying with the sense of, like Val said before, ostracizing people or individuals for things that they have done in the past. And, you know, it's not even a once a cheater, all of us is a cheater situation. It's just they're all single, like they're all in there to find love or fame or, you know, whatever they need to find while they're in that villa in Spain. And it's just very unfortunate to see that the way that these things have played out or the way that I guess other islanders view one another is just in such a negative and demeaning manner that at the end of the day, you know, you and I watching from across the pond, let's say, is just, it's so weird for me to see that. Like, there was no need for almost half or even all of the comments that were said to certain Islanders this, these past few episodes to yeah. happen at all. Like, it was just so beyond me that this was even A, be happening and B, being aired without some sort of acknowledgement about how negative or how influential those items could actually be be yeah and i just i know i've been uh one of Jax's harshest critics critics but i would just like to commend him uh he officially has started his press tour and has started to talk more about what happened leading up to his departure and he has confirmed that it was entirely himself who wanted to remove himself from the situation um apparently production was 
very adamant about him staying. And the decision was ultimately up to himself as he was worried about his own mental health as well as how he was acting and conducting himself with other Islanders. Um, and he has since released statements saying that, you know, he's happy that his family came to his defense. Um, but ultimately, you know, that ADHD reason that they gave is no excuse and that he was very aware of how he acted towards Paige. And I think that is an incredibly mature and healthy way to handle the situation, which was to remove himself when it got really bad. Um, so I'm happy that he is taking the criticism on board and that he hopefully can leave the experience a better man, um, which is obviously possible. People can change and we have seen it in front of our own eyes with Adam Collard. So, you know, when I'm tearing to these men later, <laughs> just know that I do think that there is room to change and grow. And I don't think that this, uh, whatever we've seen in this short time is indicative of who they are all the time. But I am not going to hold back in regards of their behavior because it does help to have these discussions um, in a nuanced way. But yeah. Right. So now that Jax is aware of his behavior, I hope he's also aware of the boxes that he needs to throw away. So that's all I have to say. Oh about my that. god! But he definitely has to be. He needs to be absolutely. I'd be mortified if I came home from being aired on national television and that clip was out there somewhere for me to see or revisit. So fair enough. <laughs> but with all that said and done, I mean we've got pretty jam packed episode today we've got a lot to talk about um trying to keep things light where we really don't need to delve in but then also keep things very heavy into the areas where we really need to dive in so mm -hmm, Val, mm -hmm. take it away with our summary girl okay guys starting off this run of episodes sunday night we have movie night then we have fallout for movie night then we have <laughs> The next day, whatever, some more fallout. Then we go into the evening, we have suck and blow game. Then we have a falling out. Then we wake up in the morning, there's some discussion. Then we have snog Mary pie. Then we have some more falling out. <laughs> then we have some amend making. Then we have the Love Island club, Beach club party. cabana, Woo! beach party, whatever. And then we have more falling out <laughs> and then we have a dumping. Um, and then obviously we had a cliffhanger because what is Love Island without its cliffhangers? And before I dive into these Islanders, I just have to say Love Island producers to the front. What the fuck are you doing? You're leaving me. You're leaving a cliffhanger in the middle of a snog Mary Pie game. Are you doffed? Are you daft? Yeah, what was that? A joke to you, right? I'm not a mug. <laughs> Don't ever do that to me again. I'm fucking fuming, or I was because this was yesterday. But uh, 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 what are you doing? That pissed me off so much because I'm not. I'm not an idiot. You will respect me. <laughs> I I'm not happy with the challenges so far. So it's not even you know putting a cliffhanger in between the snogberry pie game where are the challenges where is the blindfold kissing challenge where is the baby challenge where is all my other challenge where's the mean tweets challenge where's you know the sexy dance where the girls are 
you know, again, dancing and the guys are, you know, shooting at them with paintball guns or whatever. Like, I need my challenges. How are we supposed to test the strength of the couples if they haven't competed against the other couples in these battles? So that's my bone to pick with producers about this season so far. And we're, we've got like nine I... episodes left. We're almost done. We have so little episodes left. I'm actually fine with like the last few challenges because they were actually like they actually caused drama or they actually um, allowed Islanders to like discuss things, you know, amongst themselves. So I'm never uh, gonna dog on Snog Mary Pie. It hits every time. Um, same goes for the second blow game. It actually had people talking. But yeah, we need the mean tweets challenges. Or maybe it doesn't have to be mean tweets. It could be honest tweets. Because yeah. I think Luca and Dami need some humbling. Need to be reminded that the way they behave with the women in the villa is not something that they're going to get away with in the real world. Duh. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. But I... Yeah, I don't know what it is up with the cuts and the edits for this season so far, but I don't know. They just don't make them. They don't make them like the old days anymore, I guess. But I just the challenges bit. I'm I'm such a competitive person, and for me, like I love looking at all those competitions and the challenges and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, what's about to happen? What's going on? Or like, or the drinks game. Do you remember the drinks game? Yeah, That's the best one. Oh my god, That's the headlines game. Ah, yeah, they didn't bring one. that back. Like, come on, y'all. Like, you gotta get into it. I just, I don't know. I don't like this much drama. Sometimes, like, I love other people's tea, but like, this tea is too much for me. And the, the way that it's being executed too is like so toxic in a way. Like, I don't even like. I watched the episode and I feel like a little anxious because I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like, I can't handle it. So for me, it's like, no, I, I definitely need some sort of lightheartedness to like break up the tension and kind of bring to light that at the end of the day, all the Islanders are there, you know, for a common reason and can actually have fun on the show. Like when is the last time we saw people actually have fun? Like, you know, those parties are all like, they're just dancing to music and being recorded. I just don't feel like anybody's genuinely had a good time while they've been in the villa. Um, I agree. I mean, we our last episode was pretty boring, so I feel like they had some downtime. But yeah, I, I agree with the drama bit. I think that at this stage in the game, we should be seeing a lot more like romance and a little less arguments and just stuff that would make us not want to vote for these couples. I think that usually at this stage in the game, there's a clear winner, and then there's a clear runner-up that may or may not last-minute steal the vote. And I think that right now, it's just way too close to call. It's so, so close that it's just like, or not close. I don't think anybody's close to deserving to win. But they're all, yeah, they're all neck and neck with each other. Yeah, I'm off the Damian and Deer train. I'm off the Luca and Gemma train. I am not personally one of those people who wants to see Andrew and Tasha just to shove it in Luca and Dami's face. But I understand why people tactically voted from them this week and I would have done the same um obviously Billy and Danica Billy really let us down you know Adam and Paige there's just nothing really there that's interesting if they win I swear if they win <sighs> I don't think so I think our I think our winners will be Ekatsu and Davide I mean we saw him be really sweet this week 
Yeah, this week. Kind of sweet this week. I know, I know. But Ekansu is still her girl, and she's like the babe girl. So I think it might still go to them. And I wouldn't be mad, per se. But it wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad, but I hope that she steals the money. 100%. I don't think she's going to me. How do we do this? We need but to hire like a skywriter and like get it above the villa and be like, I can sue, keep the 50K. Like, and, and here's the thing though. I feel like they're both like well off. Like 50K wouldn't be like right. too, super crazy because it's not even inclusive of like game show winning tax or anything like that. So I feel like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, what both of them would get like, let's say maybe, I don't know, like 40 35k each or uh, not 35k 35k 40k total after taxes right and you know apparently davide is like a millionaire you know he's got his back his uh master's in finance and like owns this like really successful like shisha company like e shisha place all across manchester and then ekansu i'm sure she's got some coin from her turkish acting debut so it just not saying that, you know, they're not deserving of the money, but it's just funny because I feel like money is kind of the last thing in the equation for them both. So it'd be interesting to see if one of them decides to keep it from the other. Yeah, I guess only time will tell. But speaking of the couples, let's just rip this bandaid off it. and let's get into it. it. And I guess we could start with Adam and Paige, who <sighs> I hate are chilling. I hate that I like them the most out of all of the couples so far because of the fact that there's no instability. Like Adam is there. He's emotionally tuned in. He's mature. He's not Adaming like we thought Adam would Adam. And I don't know. It just, it's weird. Yeah. I'm happy that Paige is having a good time and that she is acknowledging that she is much happier and you know I'm happy that Jax is out because uh as much as I'm sure he's going to take this experience to grow and to learn I do think that what happened in the villa was just not a good situation and not something that she should go back to at least not anytime soon no not at all maybe in the future we can see but yeah, so I'm happy that she's having a really good time with Adam, that she's getting her Love Island experience and everything. But in terms of Adam being in the house, right. I listen, the last thing we needed was another man to come in with a really misogynistic energy, a really snaky energy, and make it a even worse environment for the girls in the villa. Um. But if we were going to bring Adam, then I just feel like we should have brought him a lot sooner when there was more flux in the other relationships so he could maybe do a little more damage. Hmm. And I just think that at this point, it was obviously going to him be him and Paige and he just didn't cause the bombshell stir that I thought he would and for all of those reasons I'm just like okay so why did we waste this like insane plot twist at a time where it wasn't going to do anything 
Because now it just feels weird. It's like, oh, yeah, season eight contestants and Adam Collins. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I totally, <laughs> I totally get that. And I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic for sure, the fact that he came back in this capacity. And, and you, you know, he's found that growth, I suppose. I mean, this is still to be determined, though. You know, Val and I talked about the fact that he apparently was seeing somebody uh, two months prior to him making his entry into Love Island and that there was no way that the producers had done this last minute kind of switch and bait situation between him and whomever they thought he was going to end up with. I do think it was positioned in a way that he would end up with Paige regardless, just because of the fact that she had gotten out of that thing with Jax and she wanted some like someone new and hot um, and kind of have this like superficial rebound for lack of better terms. But here's the thing. Yeah, I thought it was going to be super superficial and they'll be fine, but I feel like it's kind of not. Like, I feel like they're both in there looking for something superficial and, like, that's PEMDAS. Like, it cancels out and they might have something budding, actually, that's not fake. And this, again, the tone in my voice, I'm just so confused that they're working out because it's just not making sense <laughs> to me. I definitely feel like if there was somebody in there specifically for Adam that they sent in, do I think he would deviate? Honestly, I'm going to say no. I don't think he would. I think he's there for, yeah. you know, whatever, quote unquote, the right reasons are. But yeah, it's it's funny. I think his um his Instagram page is giving away his fitness program for like half off and like putting people in a in like a fundraiser or something and I'm like laughing about it like did he just go into the villa for a business deal <laughs> like what I mean yes <laughs> I definitely don't think I think Adam is wise enough to the game where it's like he knows where he has to push and he knows where he has to fall mm -hmm. back um because he's experienced he's done this before and then I'm sure he's not I'm sure he watched the show before he was on it watched the show after he was on it. Now he gets to be on it again. Right. Um, so I definitely think that like him going for Paige and then them actually seeming to have like a genuinely good connection is uh, out of sheer coincidence. Mm -hmm. And I, at the same time, I don't think his head would turn from Paige purely for the fact that he knows it's way too late in the series for him to twist and stick it on to somebody else and right. win. Um, and I don't know if his intention is necessarily to win, but if he wants exposure, which he's definitely getting, he has to be there as long as possible. And he definitely can't sully his reputation the way he did last right. time. I think it's also very much a redemption arc for him. And so if he were to ever twist... He would just, he'd be a lot more fucked than some of the other Islanders. So, yeah, I don't think he'll twist. I don't know if they'll last on the outside. I think they're having a really great time and they're really getting along. Um, but I'll be interested to see how long they actually last on the outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I still think, you know, from a Paige's side, superficial, superficial rebound is what comes to mind, but it's just weird like we haven't really seen them interact too too much on a personal setting like I haven't seen them aside from you know the one of the three dates that Adam got to choose girls to, to go on with so I don't know I agree with you about the outside bet but for now I'm like why am I actually like happy for them and also their 
kind of stable. Yeah. Like, okay, good for them. Like, all right. So not bad there. I agree. You know what? At least they don't have any right, drama. A circle that I – or not a circle. Rather, a square that I didn't expect to have mm-hmm. drama. Actually, maybe I'll change it to a circle <laughs> again because it was mostly between Deji, Danika, and right. Billy. And Summer's just kind of there. And I feel like we could save her for the Dami discussion mm-hmm. because she definitely got into it with Dami this week. as she definitely deserved right. it too. Um, but this week we saw Danika and Billy move their relationship more into a physical space. And then we saw Billy absolutely disrespect Danika by sharing with all the guys what had happened in bed right. and not letting her know. And then letting her stand up there at Snogmary Pie and not having chose her for even, like, for not even one right. category. Um, and then we saw her ask him if he actually saw it in a romantic light. And he was like, yeah, I don't know yet. And then we saw her, saw him dump her a la Josh style again for Danica. Um, and then she slept on it, woke up upset and decided to let him have it. And he definitely did not take it well. He was very defensive, um, was tone policing her when she had every right to sleep on it and wake up upset. And in the midst of this, we had Deji <laughs> coming to Danica being like, hey, by the way, as a woman, your wifey material, Ooh. I want to give you 100%. Let me know what things are like with Billy. She politely shut it down, unfortunately, which kind of left her single again this week but what was nice was that deji definitely let billy know that he was being a dickhead yeah and yeah that's what happened in the circle thoughts first of all you know how i feel about deji first of all i don't gotta you uh, love him (laughs) don't tell you love deji you know what maybe i do a little bit Maybe I have a big throbbing crush on him, but here, here's the tea, right? Do I think that Deji could have circled around and gotten to Danica a lot sooner than he could have? Yes. Do yes. I think if <laughs> Danica ends up staying tomorrow night, do I think that she's going to circle back up with him? I don't know. And, you know, our resident HR administrator, I just don't think her luck has been the best because I feel like sometimes men may think that her energy is too intense because you can see how fun and soft she is with the girls. But, like, with these men, rightfully so, she's, like, on the defense, which, honestly, she should be because with the things that we have seen so far this season, you know, maybe she just shouldn't have just... I don't know. It also ties into the fact that she's been rejected by, I think, like five people now. And I I use rejected. It's a really harsh word, but it must feel so alienating and so discouraging to have, you know, five very different men kind of become a little too intimidated by her. And then instead of kind of letting themselves open up, just shutting it down immediately and just cutting things off with her. So here's the thing. Yeah, I 
I feel yeah. so bad for her. We finally saw her cry this week. And I say finally because I, not that I was waiting for her to cry, but, you know, she took a pretty, like, harsh beating the last few weeks in the villa. Like, since she got there, she got off right. to the wrong foot. Um, She's been, you know, shuffled around more than any girl would be happy with. She hasn't been given a chance. Um, and it just, you know, it, and now she's been disrespected. Right. It's like there's only so much you can take. And I find it really unfair. And I just want somebody to go in there and be like, I love her administrator side. And I love her fun, flouncy, yeah. goofy side. I love everything about her. And also, I think she's the most beautiful girl in the world. Because and Denji can be that for her, though. That's the thing. I just don't know if she's going to go back on what she had said originally and actually give him and her a chance. I, I really think that they would be a strong couple if she gave them the chance. Listen, I think based on ten, on Tuesday night's episode and the bottom rankings, I'm a little shocked that the Nico wasn't higher up. Oh, for sure. Because she is definitely a crowd yeah. favorite. So at this point, with that in mind, I don't think that Deji and her both have what it takes to be in the final. And so because she wasn't interested in him before and now she's in the bottom, it just kind of doesn't make sense to fake right. something with him. Um, and I think that that's what would happen if she gave him a chance. You know, she would be trying something that she's not really feeling. She didn't give him a chance before. And in fairness, Deji didn't give her a chance until like, two days before recoupling, I mean, he must have known that his position in the villa wasn't safe and that he needed to solidify something or else he could be going home. Um, I'm not mad at that because that's the name of the game. And I thought he had some really kind words for Danica that seemed sincere. But I just don't see that they have a genuine connection. Um, and I don't see how they would make it to the final four if they yeah. were. No, to stick this it is on fair. I just I'm thinking of you know, I don't know if this is. I guess I'll save this for the end. But I've I've got my theories about you know who's being saved versus dumped, and that's pretty like it's pretty evident on who's going home tomorrow. Tomorrow, as in today, Wednesday. <laughs> mm, right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't. God, it's so hard to say who's going to go home, but we'll save it for the end. We'll yep, save it absolutely. for the end. Who's <laughs> next on the docket? So we got Ekin Sue and Adobe Day. Um, Honestly, I'll let you I'm, start. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of, I'm always team Ekin Sue. Don't get that twisted. But I'm getting a little sick of this hot and cold dynamic. I just find like there's no way a relationship, quote-unquote, can have such turbulent, toxic blowouts like that and then come back in a way where people or, I guess, the two individuals kind of forget what was said or what was done. And 
it's difficult when mm. you're in such an isolated setting like that in a villa where obviously the objective is to stay in your couples and to find love. But I feel like none of the girls have been mm. girling the way that they should be girling because if I saw my friend in something that, you know, turbulent, I would be like, girl, you got to run. I don't know what you're doing here. And and it's just making me really sad. We've kind of seen Ekansu kind of – I don't know. I just feel like she's not really – her fiery self like she's definitely trying to make excuses for somebody who clearly just is not the right fit for her I just I feel like the blowouts that have happened so far like it's just unacceptable for me to then turn around and then be okay with being with that person for the long term I definitely you know see that she is now in love with him like they've clearly exchanged the you know I love yous or elephant juice or whatever has been spilled but it just for me, it's like trauma bonding almost to somebody who is not the right fit. I'm not saying like Davide is like evil or Ekansu is evil. I'm just saying like they both have such explosive personalities that it actually scares me to watch them in this kind of like lovey-dovey way, knowing how horrible their past fights have been and, and how they've essentially shaken sh- shook, shaken the entire villa. And I just... I don't know. Mm. It just to me seems off. Like, do I find myself being like, "Oh," when they're laying on the daybeds together talking about a future? Yes, but you know, heart, mind over heart right now. Like, mind. Oh, like the alarms are going off for me. Do I think that they possibly have a chance of winning? Probably, but I just for me that dynamic is just not it, and it's just something that I can't support wholeheartedly. Yeah, I think that everything you've said is totally fair. Um, You know, we watch this show like day to day. And so it's hard to say with certainty, like what will be the case once people leave, who will improve and grow and who will stay the same and yada, yada, yada. I think that of all the movie night fights, you know, I think that the way that Davide handled it when he was at the table with the boys wasn't the best. But I do think that I did see some growth this week in how he handled the situation. Um, they didn't end up having a screaming match um, like everyone expected them to. Everyone kind of expected them uh, to go to the fire pit and be like mm-hmm. really explosive. That's not what happened. She said her piece and he said, okay, I have to sit with it. And they didn't talk that night. And he said, yeah, she knows that when I'm like this, it's best for her not to like talk to me, which I think maybe the way he said it comes off more aggressive, but I do think that he meant like he needed space and that she was mm-hmm. being understanding of that. And then the next day when it came to she got to say her piece and be like, I'm really sick of feeling like it's always me and my fault and I want to feel like you want me too. And they stubbornly, because they're both stubborn, came to an agreement, agreement that they both wanted each other. And I do think that seeing the way they were able to resolve this, put it to bed and uh, move on was a really good indication for the future. I do hope that he drops the whole liar and blah, blah, blah thing. Um, and I think, I'm hoping that slowly over time, he will. But I do see that he has 
dropped his guard a lot in the last two days and has been softer and kinder to her, more lovey with her. So I do think that's a good sign for their future. I also did see their friend, um, not their mutual friend, their individual friends and their social media handlers went on Murad's podcast, Murad Muraldi on um, YouTube. Not spawned, but just love him. I love that he's doing what After Sun wishes they were doing. Anyways, I think that um, seeing her actual real life friend be like, I like him. Like, you know, I think they're a great fit. I think that once they're in the real life, it's really going to work out. And I um, really do see a future for them. And I hope that they can work through everything. Um, as well as his friend saying the, his piece and saying that he is happy that him and Ekin are ultimately together and that she is exactly what he goes for like all of that was nice to see um so i do have some hope for them and i think that if in the next nine episodes we continue to see that good energy then they'll definitely have a good chance at being our winners and i will let them yeah. happily but i still need some it's growth from growth Days part that's bothering me I, I think this is just where my own personal thoughts come through where it's like no, like if you've been that disrespectful and like screaming at me and like essentially, you know, belittling me in front of people who practically are strangers to me, like, you know, nobody's, I'm not saying like everybody in the bill is the best of friends, but just like at the end of the day, it's just like random people that you share a house with for like two months for 24 mm. hours a day, every day. And it's not to say that they're not all best friends, but I would be so embarrassed if I was in a group like that and somebody who I'm quote unquote seeing all of a sudden just like explodes on me and is like screaming at me in front of all these like people who are virtually strangers. Like that to me is unacceptable. And personally, yeah. I just can't, I can't I come mean, back from that. It doesn't matter who yeah. you are. But in fairness, she has, in fairness, she has blown up on him as well in the past and she has been the one to blow up first well, so it's both ways I, I see what you mean it's you know personally for yeah personally for yeah, either of us not okay yeah personally for either of us we maybe wouldn't deal with that but um i think that if they can work through it then that's fair and that's valid and growth and change can happen um and it's hard to completely something that's definitely a discussion at hand is how these girls are staying with these men despite their behavior um and it is really disheartening because we do want better for all these girls but i guess it just is hard to cut somebody out who you see every single day who you can't escape and who you have feelings for like most people break up and then you know even if they work with that person can like avoid them you cannot avoid people in the villa and even if you can for some hours you're going to be forced to have a conversation with them with production eventually or by production eventually so it's hard to say unless you're in there um but i am giving davide and ekansu the benefit of the doubt because i do think that they have what it takes on the outside i think that they once they're not being actively yeah. sabotaged by production could have a real shot. That's fair. At a I agree with that assessment. 
Also, just complete side note, listeners, I currently live in a town where you can look out into the ocean, and there is a beautiful pirate ship out there for some reason that I am seeing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Benefits of living okay. in the water. But <laughs> just to ease up the seriousness of what we're discussing, there's definitely a pirate ship out there, so. <laughs> oh, totally. Just to that. Someone throw Luca so Bish Dunkirk, on it. Dunkirk <laughs> so Dunkirk on Val's end and on my end, it's a freaking Pirates of the Caribbean right now. So we just, we're living in a simulation, dude. I don't know what is happening. But I guess no, onwards. Um, who's next, Andrew and Tasha? Okay. Yes, ma'am. I'm here for the tit licker standing up for his woman. And if, as much as I hoped that he would throw hands obviously he couldn't but this past he did i just don't think he had that in him not the dubai realtor did not have it in him to go over to the fire pit with his you know huffing and puffing and, and wasn't able to swing but shorts long story short i guess we saw this week a lot of tasha kind of being in the crosshairs of every guy that was there so far um, simply with regard to revisiting some previous inquiries that she made on her own with people who were coming into the villa. Mind you, you know, she kind of ended up solidifying that and phasing out of her inquiries with random bombshells probably about three weeks in, and, and we're coming to the end of the season so far. So, albeit... Well, if we're fair... More yeah, like five, five weeks three in. to five weeks. Yeah, this is fair. But, you know, with regard to the fact that we're revisiting past mistakes, you don't see any of the girls be this vengeful against the men with regard to the pursuits mm-hmm. or the sayings that they have said to them. So with that in mind, we saw Tasha was really, mm-hmm. really in a, in a hard spot this, this week so far. It was very difficult for me to see as well. That not only was she being held against yeah. some sort of fake standard that was set by the men in this villa for this season, but she was also being held against mistakes that she had admitted to already and had apologized and had a separate private conversation with Andrew about. So the fact that it was kind of open and closed between yeah. the coupling itself, it does not make sense why people who aren't, aren't even remotely related to the coupling at all decided to take things to the next level for no reason and really kind of target her repeatedly and with full force with no remorse whatsoever so with that being said this week i am i guess for this episode i have no negative things to say about this couple um out of respect for the lashing that tasha had ended up taking um and you know it's just it's not okay with me again i believe this is now the fourth time fourth PSA we have said on this podcast so far we here at Villa Birds do not condone bullying and just the the sheer targeting of Tasha this week was just enough for me to not even not even want to say anything about her this week yeah no I think we've been you know on this podcast we've been very fair that I have no problem with how Tasha Ha- the way that Tasha has explored other options in the villa. I have only ever had a problem yeah. with the way that she has communicated that to Andrew um, and that her and Andrew 
we're not always in full agreement um, in regards to where they both were emotionally. That being said, the lashing that she's got in the villa over stuff mm -hmm. that is just over and done with is incredibly unfair because... For example, Dami in one of these past episodes was talking to Andrew and he wasn't talking to Andrew about Tasha. I think he was talking more so about India bringing a guy into the villa. Um, and he said, oh, it's crazy how there's a set of rules for guys and there's a set of mm -hmm. rule, rules for girls. And it's like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? Like, India has nothing to be ashamed about and you do because you disrespected her. And vice versa. You have not gotten any flack from the guys about what right. you did in Casa Amor. But Tasha, on the other hand, you have relentlessly disrespected, belittled, and criticized nonstop. And the same goes for Luca. It has been nonstop. And something I said um, last week regarding Luca and Tasha and his, like, right. honestly hatred towards her from the jump is just that I feel like he was holding on to week one in the villa and her choosing Andrew instead of him. I don't think that it's like a hundred percent clear in his mind that maybe that's a contributing factor, but I thought it was in so clear during Snogberry Pie when Paige pied Luca and Luca said, Oh, is that for week one? Because I pied you all the girls who I pied or pieing me. It's like, okay, so you You're are not keeping that guy. track of that. That's all I have to say. You know? You're not that guy. You're not okay. that guy. I don't think any of the other women give a fuck that you pied them, but you definitely give a fuck. That much is clear. Um, It's just so disgusting to see the blatant double standards and misogyny and that Tasha has to just be the butt-end joke to everything. It's just nonstop. Um, and I don't know. I, I I really felt for her when she was crying because it felt like she didn't even want anybody to know she was crying because the last time she right. cried, she fucking got yelled at by Luca. And even when they apologized to her, it just felt yes, so much like the they were being forced. Like they had just had a conversation in the beach hut because both of what they were saying was very similar um, to a suspicious extent. And they did not treat their girlfriends. I guess they're not official, but whatever. Their girls nope. any better this week. Um, nor did Dami treat Summer any better this week. We saw... Dami fucking yell at Summer when he asked her to be his witness. And then he didn't like what she was saying. And he jumped to calling her fake. So clearly, Dami has a problem with ever being called out. And the second you are called, sorry. And the second you are calling Dami out, he will call you fake, discredit you, and call you a liar. Instead of actually sitting with the truth and reflecting on his own behavior Luke is very much the same, uh, cannot reflect on his own behavior, loves to project onto others, 
It's just really fucking exhausting. And I don't think that either of them deserve to win as much as I love both Gemma and there's India. A, there's a saying that one of my high school teachers used to say, which I thought was so stupid. But now that I think about it more, like it's so true. When you point your finger, you've got mm. four pointing back at you. <laughs> and I feel... <laughs> Period. I feel like... That's Period. Very much into play this week so far with Luca and Dami's like deadly duo double, you know, roast of not only Tasha, but, you know, Gemma mm-hmm. and India and, and Summer and, you know, all these women who essentially really haven't done anything except for attempt. And I'm saying attempt very lightly, attempt to stand up for themselves. Do I think they could be a little bit more fired up? Yeah, ladies, come on, get it together. What's going on? Like, it must feel so upsetting to be walked over by individuals who are claiming that they so-and-so want to, you know, love and cherish you and, you know, do all the stuff for you, but they can't even treat anybody else with respect either. Like, they don't even treat the lads better either. Like, you know, Dami and Luca talking shit about Andrew behind his back, talking shit about Tasha, knowing that, you know, if if they were such good friends of Andrew, they, yes, would look out for Andrew, but then the whole part of you being somebody's friend is accepting their mistakes as well. So I don't know. It was just very, very chaotic yeah. for me to watch. It was very upsetting for me to watch. Have I been a little triggered this week? To be honest, yeah. Yeah, I have. There's no way that these men should be getting away with the yeah. things that they're getting away with. Um, You know, I, I can't really blame you know, Ekin Sue for returning to Davide. I can't really blame India choosing Dami over Deji. But at the end of the day, you've got to know what you're, you know, witnessing isn't right. And I just feel like nobody's there for, you know, taking the moral high ground to actually open up a dialogue that's going to be productive for both parties. Because when you sweep so many things under the rug like that, it becomes normalized. And that's what I think everybody's kind of facing right now is that they're normalizing this toxic behavior and because nobody's Mm -hmm. really calling it out on the level that it needs to be like it's just continuing day by day week by week so I just I'm not happy I think that yeah I think that the girls definitely are feeling cornered by the guys and I've seen a lot of discourse online about how the girls are not girling they're not you know banding together and whatever but I just think that so many of them are you know they they like these boys as much as we on the outside can see these boys for who they are they're all like in the dick sand you know what I'm saying (laughs) in the famous words of Olivia Atwood they're all in the dick sand and what happens with that is you know if we're having a dialogue about it we have to talk about the reality of your partner manipulating you like to a point where you start to believe what they say is true and you no longer have the same boundaries that you used to have I think that's true in some of these circumstances especially with some of these men that but I mean, I just, I don't want to jump to conclusions and say that Dami and Luca are abusers or gaslighters. I, I, I obviously don't know these people and we only see an hour out of 24 hours a day. 
but a lot of this behavior has led the girls to feel, I'm sure, like, you know, expressing themselves and telling their truths is wrong, isn't valid, and is going to be dismissed because immediately when Dami and India have a fight or Dami has a fight with anybody in the house, they're a liar. Uh, He's the victim. And they're being unfair to him. Luca's the same way. They both have a habit of saying, of not fully apologizing, saying, this is why I'm the victim, blah, blah, blah. I don't get why you're upset. Are we good now? Can we be good now? And it just leads the girls to be like, I guess guess we talked about it. Like, I guess we're good now. And I think it is really going to take going back home and talking to their friends for them to maybe realize they're not in the best situations. Because I I just don't think that Gemma or India are in good situations. And when you're not in a good situation, you can't be there for other people. So I think the blaming the, shifting the blame on the girls and saying that they're not girls girls and they don't help each other is just kind of unfair when like they themselves are not so in the good only situations. reason why i'm gonna counter you on this is we see time and time again ek and sue being there for almost any girl who's had an issue so it is possible mm-hmm. for one or two people to be aware of the situations around them, acknowledge what situations are happening, and then speaking mm-hmm. up to voice their concern and or provide comfort in the way of enlightening whomever the person that has the issue and what steps they need to take. Yeah. But Ekansu is also 27 or 28. Yeah, she's 27. Gemma's 19. India's 23. You know? Uh, page is 24. Page, we did see stick up for the yeah. girls this week. She agreed with Andrew. I just think, again, like, you know, for once we saw her criticize Dami. And I think that a lot of people have been really unfair to Paige and expect so much out of Paige sometimes to a point where it's like she can't be this perfect divine woman who sticks up for every girl in the villa. Like, we saw her try her best, but she's not necessarily a confrontational person. Right. She barely confronts one-on-one. How is she going to be there and confront a group of seven men who are all going to, who none of which can reflect, appropriately apologize, right. and be respectful in an argument? You know, it's not a fun situation to be in. It's honestly sometimes scary to argue with dudes because they take it so far and refuse to listen to your care. point. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, You're like, talking to someone who doesn't give a fuck. I will fight a man, but that is not everyone in the house. And when the environment is that toxic, I'm not going to shift the blame onto the women when the problem is yeah. the men, period. Uh, this, is, this is true. I just, I don't have anything additional to add on top of what we've talked about with regard to kind of what we've witnessed between, you know, Luca, Dami, and Tasha. I don't know if, 
I just don't know at that point. You know, India could have been absolutely more vocal about her wants and her needs. I feel like they've been doing okay. But just an example of, you know, Tuesday night's episode, India's like, you know, you didn't have to go all that with Summer when you snogged her. And we see Dami, instead of acknowledging that, immediately turning it back on her and being like, well, you kissed Deji. And just right there, right there, I was like, okay, yeah, of course. Big whoop, big surprise, instant deflection, instant victim, like self-victimizing. Yeah. And then to the point where then India just honestly, and this is not being mean, but like she just shut up. She shut up about it. She swept it under the rug. And then they kind of. You know, and then Dami did the yeah. thing with the ring or whatever. And and this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I don't want to be with somebody because, you know, I'm fed up of the argument or I'm fed up of the way that they argue. And I want to just sweep everything under the rug. Like, I've been there. I've done that before. It's not fun. And, and yeah. by the time you're done, like, by the time, yeah. you know, items come to light and, and you're really progressing in the future, like, this is just going to hold you back. It builds up a lot of resentment. And you're not able to pre- – in a positive manner and that's why these relationships are you know being very concerning to me because this is not it's not a healthy foundation to even begin with the fact that people are walking out of here like boyfriend girlfriend like that's fake that's you can't start as boyfriend girlfriend on a reality tv show in an environment that we've seen time and time again is increasingly toxic in waves and it's just very strange to me to witness that out of india India came guns blazing. Very, yeah. But this is, but this is what I'm saying. He's ruined her boundaries. Like he has, you know, she had boundaries going into this, and he has manipulated her concerns into things that are no longer valid. He has made her believe that what she did in Casa Amor was equal to what he did in Casa Amor, and that what she. Or what he does in uh, Snog Mary Pie is comparable in any way to what she did in Snog yeah. Mary Pie. It's simply not. He had played down what actually happened in Casa Moore, and she forgave him, and he hadn't properly apologized, and she was, you know, while forgiving, annoyed. And so that's why she was very playful and petty in Snogberry Pie. What reason did he have to go in with right. a passionate kiss with Summer? He had absolutely no reason. But because this dynamic that they have is one where Dami's always valid and he's always the victim and he can spin things and deflect things, he has more or less. degraded her boundaries to a point where she's willing to accept more toxic behavior and in the future maybe something worse i don't you know maybe something like actual cheating when they do have which by the way he doesn't like which already i'm like oh my god no way no way i just i'm over it i just i can't and and the whole you know even the situation with Summer coming in and, and Dami then, you know, again, same thing, deflect, self-victimize, shift blame, and then kind of just go on with being just very mean and very aggressive. Like, already, girl, if you see him talking to somebody like that, 
what makes you think he's not going to talk to you like that if he's upset? It's just very, like, you know, the men who are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I respect women, but then the only women that they'll respect are, like, a very standard, like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, like, Like, girls they want to fuck. For this, the fact that he did like Summer in that, like, sexually attracted way, but then also was just, like, flipped the switch and started doing the things that he was doing and saying just because she didn't agree with him or just because she called him out on his bullshit. Oh, unacceptable. Yeah. It's, and it's because really they weren't together anymore. To yeah. And- absolutely unacceptable. And I don't want it to seem like I only have smoke for Dami. I definitely don't. I have equally as much smoke towards Luca and how oh. he behaved with Gemma this week. I thought the t- he couldn't even keep his story fucking straight about what he was mad about. He was just, fucking, you know, he was like, "Send me oh. a bombshell, right? Send me a Luca bombshell. Watch what I'll do." Talk. Like, oh, I will yeah, be, he's all you know, talk. Um, if she tries to pull, pull, push this past me or whatever, I'll be fuming. Like all this, these languages and these um, attitudes and, and right. the way that he's processing his anger. Albeit, I can understand if somebody's trying to process their anger aloud, but there's a different way of doing that when you're, I don't know, I guess it was just such a strange mm-hmm. thing to see that entire thing play out. But let me tell you, the satisfaction I received when Gemma told Luca to shut the fuck yeah. up was like the funniest thing. <laughs> when she was like, sit down. And he, like, and he just sat down. I was like, yeah. You can tell Gemma – actually, no, that, that feels mean. But I feel like you can tell Luca thinks that Gemma's, like, the hottest and best girl he's ever been with because he – I feel like since he feels like he's punch, punching up, seems to try to maintain power in this situation by – like having right. these outbursts over fucking nothing. Like at the end of the day, she shut Billy down. And, you know, it really pissed me the fuck off that Billy was like, well, I wouldn't have felt like I could flirt if she didn't give me the vibe that I could flirt. Cause like that's what disgusting men fucking say. That's what men say when they're like, oh, well, you know, she was giving me the vibe. And then they go on to do very heinous and. But I, like, I'm sure we've all been at the club, but I'm sure we've all been at the club and are like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. And they're still like up in your fucking grill, like being like, yeah, but like, come on, like whatever. Completely disrespecting your hey, boyfriend, not you. Oh my God, that word. <laughs> I didn't listen. I didn't want to say oh my God. the R word, but that kind of language does correlate oh, yes. with mm-hmm. rape culture, okay? Yeah. When men are like, well, you know, if she didn't want it, she would have said like 100% no. And like, I thought that there was a vibe there when it's like, she openly said she didn't want right. to have anything between you. And her being kind to you is not an invitation for her for you to flirt with her and make it seem like it's right. mutual and, uh, on both No, I'm no longer ends. laughing. I just thought that the, the word heinous was, like, the funniest thing. Oh, my off. God, that, like, actually killed me. <laughs> no, I know. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it is a funny word. It was so – oh, my God. And even <laughs> during the three-way conversation, like, Billy was just taking it as, like, a big joke. And for me, it was kind of like, okay, there's always a time and a place for a joke. 
clearly Luca's upset. Gemma's in an uncomfortable situation now. She's already shut you down. Like, it was just such a strange kind of dynamic to see between all three of them. You know, with Luca, yeah, I agree. He definitely thinks that she's settling for him and he's definitely reaching for her. But that doesn't explain the fact that he feels comfortable enough to explode on her in this way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it was just really immature. There was nothing to be upset about. And at the end of the day, like, you shouldn't no, you project shouldn't. your insecurities that onto the time and, and kind of self-healing and, and reflecting and self-introspection and all that. Basically, everybody needs to just go get like a self-help book or two. Um, definitely go to therapy and kind of check in with themselves and their close <laughs> loved yeah. ones to understand what's, you know, going on with themselves internally and, and the way that they view the world. That being said, though, you know, this week so far has now resulted in Beach Party being stopped short, (laughs) being stopped short by Laura coming in, telling the Islanders, we've got four Islanders who are in the bottom four across all of the Islanders there so far. We have Danica and Summer for the girls who are bottom two. Again, still mind boggling to me that Mm -hmm. Danica's down there. And then the other two Islanders are boys, and those are Billy yeah. and Donnie. So. Yeah. I don't think – the fact that they left it to an Islander He's not. just means that Donnie's not going home. And I think that Love Island is struggling with this backlash of all the boys being really misogynistic, while at the same time – if they were to send any of those boys home or facilitate a, a dumping that would send them home, they would be stuck with mm-hmm. not so great couples or barely any couples to root for. I mean, they would still have Adam Page, Ekansu and Davide, and Andrew and Tasha if Dami and Luca were to fall apart. And then they could send in a guy for Gemma and India because either of those girls could pull enough votes on their own if not the both of them, but uh, they really fucked themselves over not sending in a bombshell sooner. We haven't had any fucking bombshells since Casa Moore because instead of having a double dumping at the fire pit, they decided to allow right. Dami and Andrew to no, be safe. Or no, Billy. not Dami and Andrew. Dami and Billy to be safe when honestly, you know, Right. We didn't so, need Billy. We didn't need Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy and Josh could have both gone home, and Coco and whoever else was up there could have both gone home. I mean, it would have been really sad to see. Right, Summer but go do we home. think that she's going um, home? But on Wednesday night, just I feel like she is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because. I don't know because with Dami, it's more clear cut. They're so close to the final that the Islanders are going to be like, he deserves to stick it out here with India and blah, 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 and continue his experience. But with Danica, you know, all the girls are feeling really sorry for her. Um, the guys but, are going to feel bad. You know, no, the guys are going to feel general, bad. In general, she's already been saved once. Really. I feel like they're going to end up keeping Danica over summer. Because Danica's also been like very gung-ho about finding somebody and making things work. So I feel like our two Islanders that are going to be going home are Billy for sure. Right. And I'm I just with don't. Summer. Yeah. I think it'll, it, 
it's a very high probability that it could be summer. I just think that they're when it comes to discussing it, they might be like, oh, she's had plenty of opportunity and it just hasn't worked. And I hope that they can see that it not working has not been on her end and has always exclusively been on the end of the other person. Um, I hope they save her. She didn't deserve to be in the bottom. Granted, I don't know who would have deserved to be in the bottom over her because I didn't want Tasha to be in the bottom after everything. And the only other person... I could have thought of being in the bottom was maybe India only because of Dami dragging her down. But I just don't think that would have been fair to India as well. So I don't uh, know, but I, know. I guess we're going to find out. I mean, the days <laughs> to the end of season eight are fastly approaching and, you know, it's been quite a turbulent ride thus far to be honest. I mean, the drama that we've had so far, I wish it wasn't as negative as yeah. it has been so far. And unfortunately, I feel like it's just going to keep getting that way. So uh, let's let's bring it home, I suppose. All right, we're uplifting and we're celebrating and we're happy again, okay? Because as much as this last three episodes were heavy, we still are super grateful and super happy to everybody listening to the show with us, um, watching the show alongside us, and coming here to debrief and have serious, nuanced discussion about what happens in the Love Island Villa Day today. If you want to hear more from us outside of this podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Villa Birds. Mm-hmm. At Villa Birds, right? Villa Birds Pod. Um, on Instagram at Villa Birds. On TikTok at Villa Birds. Um, what else? <laughs> you can listen to us on basically all of your favorite podcast platforms. We got Apple Podcasts. We got Spotify. We got Amazon Music. We got Stitcher, we got Red Circle, we got iHeartRadio, we got Google Podcasts. Amazon Music, we already said and Stitcher. And we got, is that it? Google Podcasts, yeah. I yeah, we're anywhere said, and everywhere yeah, you can listen to us. Uh, we officially mm-hmm. hit 1738 a couple days ago, and I was going to take a screenshot and play a Fetty Wap song, but unfortunately, some lucky listener was our 1739th download, so I was not able to. But shout out Freddie Wob. <laughs> but we have my New Jersey King. About eighteen fifty total downloads in the span of one and a half months, which honestly is insane. Thank you, UK. Thank you, Romania. Thank you, South Africa. Thank you, Ireland. Thank you, Belgium. Thank you to all of our loyal friends in the U.S. So we've got a huge fan base going on right now globally, which is awesome, awesome to always experience and witness. And honestly, come find us on social media, you guys. I, I feel like a lot of people tune in, but you don't tune in to us on social media. Like, if you want more of us, come find us. We're here for you. We're constantly providing entertainment, and we're happy to do it. Um, please feel free to slide into our DMs. But aside from that, though, I mean... Absolutely. We have a special episode coming for you guys probably uh, on Saturday morning because a certain someone is traveling 200 miles to meet another certain someone. So we may have a live episode coming soon, but stay tuned for that. And outside of the norm, episode number 13 is now a close. 
So, thank you. And goodbye. <laughs> Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.